0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something
1: else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We've had a week of wrestling with a couple little pay-per-views. Or at least one pay per view and one premium live event for WWE's NXT brand.
0: Yep, yep. Which got a new uh, one of their champions is new. Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: Could, yeah. Could. could I guess it's a it's a new day yes, for it is. NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna dive into all of that. Um, we have. What we hope is some really nice whiskey uh, today. It smells good. We have the Ardbeg Wee Beastie, which is uh, a monster of a dram, according to the bottle. <laughs> you see that down there at the bottom. Uh, this is a five years old, uh, so it's, I guess it's aged five years. I believe that the normal Ardbeg, which we've had on here before, is aged ten years. Mm-hmm. I imagine this is just the same formula.
0: Probably only aged
1: as, five. Age um, it is 47.4% alcohol by volume. So, yeah.
0: So, What's that? 94 proof?
1: I think it's 94 proof. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 95 proof? Somewhere. Yeah, in 95. There. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. So, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Tonila scotch.
1: Taste that smoke.
0: Drinking a campfire. Yeah. Which, look, I'm going to put this out there. I like Islas. Yeah. I like that smoky, uh, char flavor. Mm hmm. You know, I'm <coughs> <coughs> sorry while I kill myself again on this episode. Um, I like that grill. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I like grills. I like, you know, the bonfires, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And this immediately puts you in that mind.
1: Oh, yeah. Like this, this taste, this taste, it's good. It
0: tastes like a campfire. It
1: tastes like a campfire. It tastes like, you know, meat that you've cooked over that campfire.
0: So I will you almost you-
1: even taste like a cigar in your mouth. Yep. You know, and, and not in a bad way. I'm not saying it tastes like you're eating right. a you're cigarette eating or a cigar. But, but it, you get that kind of flavor that you might get from a cigar. It's really
0: good. I would tell anybody with an Isla, they are one of those that you're either going to like these or you are going to hate them. And if you hate them, you will hate all of them. Yeah. Because... You know, we talk about whiskeys. We talk about bourbons. We talk about, you know, all that stuff and this flavor note and that flavor note. And, hey, if you don't like this one, you might like that one. Um, You know, there are people that love Jack. There are people that hate Jack. There are people that love Four Roses. There are people that hate Four Roses. Yeah. But, you know, those are all bourbons. Mm -hmm. And every bourbon has that different taste. Yeah. Islas don't have that. Islas really don't have that. Now, you can get into like the, the, the subtle notes and things like that and the different ones. This one tastes different than the tin. The tin's a little more finished, yeah, as it were. Um, this one's a little more strong. You know, so, you have the different companies that do Islas. But overall, do you like smoke?
1: And that's what you're going to get out of a an Isla, is that it's going to be very smoky. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't something that I want to drink every day.
0: This is a sipping scotch that Mm. you sip with friends while you're sitting around watching TV. Maybe you have a cigar with it. Maybe you're outside on the patio around a fire pit. That's the idea with these. Yeah.
1: So this one, according to the bottle, says it's young and intensely smoky. Yes. Uh, With a rich, explosive mouthfeel of chocolate, tar, savory meats, cracked black pepper, and sappy pine resin. (laughs)
0: Like <laughs> let's see chocolate okay i'm I'm with you on chocolate, okay, uh, I'm with you on smoky meats mm-hmm.
1: um, what does tar taste like?
0: I'm, I'm with you on cracked pepper,, yeah. but uh, the rest of those are are not exactly something that you would ever want to describe something tasting like Although, what what does tar taste like? <laughs> I, the tar really to me is gonna be that that cigar feel that cigar flavor. Yeah, but yeah, it's worth it. Um, I would tell anybody try one. Don't go buy a bottle. Yeah, if you've never tried it, find a local bar Mm -hmm. or a restaurant or something like that that offers one. Yeah, you know, go pay your four or five bucks for to try one. Uh, and if you like it, there you go. Then go get a bottle because it's worth it. But if you don't like it on that four or five dollar sipper, you really. Don't want to have spent 50, 40, 60. This, this, I
1: think, this was 50 or 60 bucks. Um, I think it was 50. That's for the five year, it's $80, I think, for the 10 year. And then this, they had a $102 version Mm -hmm. of Ardbeg in there, and
0: it's probably a 12 or 15. Yeah.
1: And you know, I've (laughs) been looking for an Isla for a while because we haven't featured one.
0: It's been a while in a very
1: long time, but to be frank, I don't have the kind of money to drop right on on that all the time. So when I saw this one in the store, I was like, "Ooh,
0: yeah!" Not for something that's gonna see, that's not gonna see like daily rotation. Yeah, right. Like I'll drop that that ten type, right? Mm. Spend a hundred bucks on that bottle. Yeah, uh, I drink that a little bit every week. You know? Yeah, um, my Ardbeg that we got back in like early episodes, um, I still have that bottle. It's almost empty. Yeah. But that's something that you don't drink every day.
1: No. I've got, you know, I've got my, my whiskey in, in my cabinet. I have a top shelf and a bottom shelf. And the ones I like go on the top shelf. The ones I don't like go on the bottom shelf.
0: Man, look at us elevating it, the whiskey part of whiskey <laughs> and wrestling here.
1: Hey, we have to do it from time to time.
0: Yep. But, like, you
1: know, the stuff that's on my top shelf, I don't, I don't drink a whole lot, maybe a couple times a week. And so I just kind of go and Generally, I just look at the top shelf and what am I in the mood for? Mm -hmm. And I grab that. Or if I want something I know I'm going to enjoy, I've got the larceny. I've got the four roses. Let me grab that.
0: Those are kind of front and center type thing. Yeah. Easily within hand.
1: Yeah. You know, okay. I need something I know that I'm going to enjoy. I want to drink. I want something I know I'm going to enjoy. Those are the two that I'm going to grab. Then I have the other stuff, the the Johnny Walker rye that we had a few weeks ago that I really enjoyed, and, and you know, the other stuff that's back in there, the Angel's Envy uh, that's freaking delicious, both versions that we've oh, had. Yeah. So, you know, it just depends on what you drink. I'm happy to have an Isla in there because there's times that I want an Isla.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: Should we talk about wrestling? Yeah, I suppose so. All right. That is the other part
0: of our podcast.
1: That is is the other part of our podcast. So, on Monday Night Raw, we have an undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens challenging the Usos. And the Usos get the win, and Matt Riddle gets laid out after the match as Solo decides to channel his uncle uh, and just destroy him
0: umaga umaga, so, umaga solo like,
1: like yeah no like dude straight up had his hand wrapped so you can do the little pike uh uh move to the throat he did the the hip bump in the in the corner dude who straight up i you know whether it was a callback to umaga oh, or, or paying sure respect to umaga or if that's the new direction they're taking solo's character in which I hope not. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was there for Umaga. I loved Umaga. I don't need Solo to redo Umaga. Yeah. Uh, but it was still, it was good. I immediately knew, hey, this is a callback to Umaga. Uh, we got Seth Rollins uh, and Bobby Lashley brawling. Uh, they're going to compete in a number one contender match next week for the United States championship. Uh, We do have a United States Championship match, Austin Theory, defeating Mustafa Ali via disqualification after Dolph Ziggler ran in and attacked Theory. A stipulation to this match was that Ali could not challenge again if he lost. So he lost. This is going to spin off to Ali Ziggler, which should be some pretty good matches. Yeah, it should be. Uh, We get the OC defeating Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin. Dominic Mysterio defeating Akira Tozawa. I didn't even remember Akira Tozawa was employed by WWE.
0: At least they're starting to move him back towards yeah. being Tozawa and not a weird 24-7 ninja.
1: Yeah. It seems like the 24-7 title is it's gone. and over with. It's over they and done it. with, which is a good thing. I enjoyed some of the it stuff. It had outlived its time. Yeah. Which it was not a good thing for a very long time. Uh, we also had um, some contests for number one contenders matches. Uh, we had Bailey defeating Oscar and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match uh, after pinning Oscar, and then we have uh, Alexa Bliss defeating Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross in a triple threat match after pinning Cross. Uh, Becky was going to win this match until uh damage control showed up and cost her the victory. I think that there's gonna have we're gonna see Bailey and Alexa face each other to determine the actual number one contender. Yeah, I think that's the way that's so. going. But yeah, it's um uh, it was actually pretty interesting. WWE once again doing a really good job showcasing their women, mm-hmm. something that AEW really still struggles to do. And on that, we're going to transfer and talk about AEW.
0: So, we had uh, Rampage, which was Winter is Coming. It kicked off with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, which was not for the ring. It was for the winner could challenge for the ring.
1: Just a quick reminder here that the ring is on your current AEW World Champion M. J F.
0: So we had Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy, The Butcher, The Blade, Dustin Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, Brian Cage, Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, Kip sabian Matt Hardy, Captain Sean Dean, and Dalton Castle were in this match. Um and like we were sitting here watching it and almost immediately nearly all of the the baby faces were eliminated. Uh Dustin was out quick. Orange was out quick. Matt Hardy was out quick. You know, like, like a lot of people got out very quick. Dalton Castle was out quick, even though he's not a baby face, but.
1: Well, Matt Hardy was there towards the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, it well, was. Him and, yeah, because him and Ethan Page eliminated each other. Or, did, no. No. He, he, I, uh, who did he eliminate? I'm trying to remember the exact ending here, because it was very odd. Um, well, Ricky
1: Starks eliminated Hardy.
0: Ricky Starks eliminated Hardy and won. Yeah. So he was Hardy. It,
1: it was Hardy yeah. and page. Yeah. that's uh, right. But Ricky Starks, it, it ended Ricky Starks facing page. That's right. Cause Starks, he
0: eliminated Hardy while page was gloating mm-hmm. because Hardy eliminated somebody. I don't remember who it was exactly. Um, And if you want
1: to know more about that story, watch dark and dark elevation, right? Because that's where it's
0: happening. Exactly. Um, It ended up with MJF coming down uh, afterwards and cut a promo, which was a decent promo. Uh, there were some really good lines in there. But then, like, one of my favorite lines was, uh, you ain't nothing more than a dollar store, Dwayne. Uh, I'm going to start calling you the pebble, is what MJF told Ricky Starks. And then Ricky Starks just... Lit up MJF as far as a promo was concerned, which was apparently off the top of his head.
1: There was clarification on that because we did see the report where it was off the top of his head. There was another, like a next day interview where he said, no, of course I wrote most of that.
0: But it wasn't, but the script wasn't given to me. It wasn't
1: given to me. And I didn't have it say, okay, I'm going to say exactly this. Gotcha. I had the gist of what I wanted to say and I just won it because if I'm going into this match, I have to remember the beats of the match.
0: Yeah. And to
1: then remember the beats of the promo is asking a lot.
0: So I thought it was really cool though. Um, It really cemented Ricky Starks as a, as a a master on the mic. I think we then got to a TNT championship match of Darby versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe wins. Um, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta take on Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager. Where uh, Castagnoli and Yuta win, which, if you're, spoiler or foreshadowing as it were, you know wrestle math that would say that okay they won so therefore they're gonna lose at the uh, the pay per view right. Um, Jamie Hader had an interview that was just bad. Um, I'm not buying Hader. They have done absolutely nothing to uh, create Jamie Hater as a believable champion. Every week up to this one, at least Britt wasn't there, right? But every week up to this one, Jamie has not been able to say anything. She wasn't able to win her matches by herself. Nothing. So I just don't buy it. Well, okay, no, we'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, we then had the AW World Tag Team Championship match of the Acclaimed versus FTR, where the Acclaimed wins clean, which is very important there. They, they beat FTR, the number one contender since April. They finally got their shot, and they beat them clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as that match was over, the Acclaimed didn't even get a chance to celebrate their win uh, when you had, who was it that popped up on the screen? Uh, The Ass Boys. The Ass Boys, that's who it was. Uh, They popped up and said, hey, we got a Christmas present for you, FTR from Dim Boys, so the Briscoes. uh, They are going to have a fight for the ROH titles at uh, Final Battle, which was yesterday, Mm -hmm. um, in a double dog collar match. There you go. So, absolutely no build to that. Cool. (laughs) And then that was Rampage. I mean, that was Dynamite. Yeah. So, moving on to SmackDown.
1: Uh, SmackDown, we get to see Gable Steveson make his debut with Kurt Angle. Uh, well, whether it's his debut or not, uh, he showed up on SmackDown. There was, um, and they had a thing with Braun Strowman. Uh, LA Knight presented evidence that uh, Wyatt's alter ego was present when he was attacked over the last few weeks. Rousey and Shayna Baszler uh, played coy when accused of injuring Sachi's arm in the parking lot. They were confronted by Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. So, of course, Morgan and Knox are going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yay, bringing back Tegan Knox. Right. She deserves so much better. Anyways, uh, Legada del Fantasma uh, defeats the Viking Raiders uh, via disqualification after a hit row. Uh, attacked uh, Toro and Wild. They also laid out the Vikings. So, um, a mask Wyatt confronted Knight in the dark. Ricochet and New Day defeat Imperium. After uh, Ricochet lands a shooting star press on Kaiser. Carrying Cross threatened Rey Mysterio. Morgan and Knox defeat Rousey and Baszler via pinfall. Engel and Steveson doused Gable and Otis in milk. There was also um, the Usos uh, fighting the Brawling Brutes for the title. And, of course, the Usos get the win. So, yeah.
0: Hooray. Rampage. Rampage kicked off with John Moxley versus uh, Takeshita, which I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh Moxley won, of course. There was a brawl afterwards. Hangman came running down. Uh and it got split up. Uh we had Sheeta versus the Bunny for the Regina DeWave championship. Uh Sheeta wins. She was the champion. She retained, I guess is the best way to put that, right? Uh Lee Moriarty and Big Bill, who is W. Morrissey. Um uh, he got called Big Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna let that one sink in for a minute. Big Bill uh, versus Clayton Bloodstone and Izzy James, which are were local talent for really maybe maybe dark elevation something like that, but whatever. Uh, uh,
1: Tony, Tony what, what what are you doing, man?
0: Uh, Moriarty and and Morrissey won.
1: What what why why Big Bill? Why why are you letting him do that to? W Morrissey is so much more. Intimidating than yeah. Big Bill, like um,
0: <laughs> then you had Orange Cassidy versus an opponent of Kip Sabian's choosing. Uh, remember that setup from last week. Uh, the opponent of of Sabian's choosing was Trent Seven, former UK, NXT UK champion, uh, member of Mustache Mountain. All that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Cassidy wins. And that was Rampage. Which led us to last night.
1: What happened last night, Jason?
0: So last night we had ROH uh, Final Battle. Okay. I'm going to run through what happened. It was, again, this was very heavily AEW. Because Tony still doesn't exactly know what to do with ROH. So, you had uh, Roosh and Dracolistico versus Blake Christian and A.R. Fox. Uh, Christian and Fox won. We had Mercedes Martinez, who was the ROH Women's Champion, could have fooled me, versus Athena. Athena wins and becomes the ROH Women's Champion. We then got uh, Shane Taylor product tr- promotions versus Swerve in Our Glory, and that's Shane Taylor and uh, JD Griffey are our, our the promo our promotions. Swerve in our glory won here even after multiple miscommunications and swerve walking out on Keith Lee. Um uh, the match was really good apparently. I I, I don't nec- I don't like the endings where a tag team breaks up and yet that tag team still wins. Uh it just makes the other group look weak. Uh we had Dalton Castle and the Boys versus the Embassy for the six man titles which Dalton Castle and the and the Boys had. Uh the Embassy wins. And that's uh what's it Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. Now remember I said on 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 Dynamite that Yuta And Castagnoli won. So, Wheeler should lose here, right? But he didn't. wheeler is your pure champion again. Beats Daniel Garcia. FTR versus the Briscoes for the ROH tag team. This was in the the double-dog collar match. The Briscoes win. So, they are now the ROH champions. And FTR has now lost... Their opportunity at the AEW titles. They just lost the ROH title, so all they have left, I think, are the AAA titles. I
1: think so, yeah. Or do they still have? Do they have
0: uh, the
1: uh, New Japan titles? Maybe they have
0: the New Japan titles. I know they've got at least one set of titles left. Though. Yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson for the TV title. Samoa Joe wins, and then the main event: Chris Jericho, the Ocho, <laughs> versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH title, in which. Your new ROH champion, Claudio Castagnoli, made Chris Jericho tap out after 33 rotations of the big swing.
1: We we talked a little bit about that before we came on the air. I don't know how I feel about that. I, and we'll, we'll talk some more. I do want to mention that NXT had a show. We, we talked about this a little bit at the, the opening, but... NXT had a premium live event deadline. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting things that came out of that. Uh, well, really, the only interesting thing that came out of that is the New Day are your NXT tag team champions now.
0: Yeah. Weird.
1: Uh, which is interesting because they were on SmackDown, too. Mm-hmm. So are they going to move to NXT permanently? Or are they just there to tell this story? I don't even think WWE knows. I think they're just I don't think they do either. Figuring out how things work.
0: Well, the the one thing I think might be going on there you might be having this this moment of uh, WWE going, "Hey, we changed NXT, right? We made it we made it the the, the Ricky Lake show." And it was bad. So now we have started reverting it back to black and gold that everybody loved. Um, well, now that it's been reverted back, people haven't gone back to watching it. Yeah. Because everybody that stopped watching it, like us, when it went to the terrible uh, 2.0, um, and they let go of all the good people, and they pulled up you know, people and all that stuff. You know, people just haven't gone back to watching it. So maybe they're thinking, hey, if we pull up the New Day, we bring them over there, we let them have the belts, uh, maybe they can get some eyes over to NXT because everybody loves the New Day.
1: Well, and it does a few things as well. One, the New Day aren't going to beat the Usos right now. Nope. Nobody's beating the Usos right now, probably not till Mania.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would imagine Mania, we see the collapse of the brother, uh, the, the bloodline. Line. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but until then, the Usos are going to be the champions, mm-hmm. at least until Rumble. Yeah. If you take the New Day out of the main roster, you let them spend some time in NXT. One, it's going to help all of your NXT talent mm-hmm. because they're getting get to work with. Two of the best guys out there right now, especially tag teams. Oh yeah, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. So they're going to get that development. The New Day get to carry a title for a little while, and then you can bring them back towards Mania and put them up against the Usos and take have them take down the Usos. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're actually decide to go New Day taking down the Usos, I, I don't know. That's just a you know just following that thread to the end there. But it takes them out of the day-to-day of watching them lose to the Usos every other week. Right. So...
0: Give us something new and fresh. Yeah. What they're doing.
1: Um, so, yeah. I mean, NXT, it does seem like it's getting to be a little interesting. It's almost, almost got me thinking I should maybe start watching. And then they do things like the uh, Iron Survivor Challenge, which did not make any sense to me at all how that was set up because you have your wrestlers they come in they come in time so you have your two people starting and then you have the time limit of people coming in if they get pinned they go to a penalty box for a little while then they get to come back out and then whoever has the most pins at the win or at, at the, the end, end wins
0: the... I don't know that just seemed overly complicated to me it's it's Okay, it's one of those things where they're trying to create some kind of new match. And many props to the attempt for a new gimmick match. Um, that said, yeah, I kind of agree. It, it's a little, it's very rough, right? It might have potential, uh, but I feel like Maybe you take out the whole rumble feel of the every new competitor comes in after so many minutes, blah, blah, blah. Well, I
1: mean, how many matches are are that way now? You've got right. the
0: rumble. You've got the elimination chamber. you got the war games matches. Like, uh, you know, have everybody start in the ring and then start your timer. And this is a 30-minute match. And have multiple referees down there. And as people get pinned, they get put in the penalty box and people get their scores. But treat it kind of like soccer. You know, there's no timeouts for most people. There's no at 30 minutes, this match is over and it goes 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be Roman or the Miz and rumbles and just kind of Roman sleeping, you know, okay, you're just not going to get pins, you know, and at 30 minutes, whoever has the most wins. And of course, since it's scripted, we can make sure that we don't have ties or, if you want to tell the story, you can have a tie and then everybody has to clear the ring and those two people fight and uh, sudden death over time. Something. Um, it ha- I think it has potential. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The way it was executed, uh, not so much, but it has potential to be something kind of neat.
1: Yeah. Um, we talked about ROH. We did. And Tony Khan announced after the pay-per-view yesterday that uh, ROH is back with its uh, whatever they're calling their uh, their streaming service. That's going to cool. be nine ninety nine a month. You get access to previous ROH shows. You have to wait ninety days to see pay per views.
0: That's fair, I suppose. In the sense that AEW ROH is still really trying to push that whole, you gotta buy the pay per view. Yeah, um, they haven't taken on the the WWE role of by buying the streaming service. This is a benefit. Thank you for paying your nine ninety nine a month. Yeah,
1: so it's uh, it is called Honor Club. Okay. Um, apparently, Tony Khan's paid a bunch of. The uh, development cost for this new version of the Honor Club. Take this for what it is. Maybe it's me being more of a casual wrestling fan. I say as I have host a wrestling podcast, right? Uh, but I don't feel like I don't feel like ROH
0: is worth $9.99 a month. So, me and Tony shoes, I would have put in. Run in. Uh, hi, James McCarthy, Travelers on the Omnibus. Uh, five bucks a month gets you everything WWE thanks to Peacock, and you also get to watch
1: Universal shows. So it might should, should be worth like $4.99, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, my whole thing is 10 bucks is literally just for the extreme fan of ROH, in my opinion. That's the whole thing. Okay, I'm running away now. Bye-bye.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so we just had a, a, a fan <laughs> jump the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's actually left the building, he left the building. <laughs> um, nah, but, but I agree with, with, uh, Jay from travelers there and, and you for that matter yeah. too. Um, ROH would be worth four ninety nine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you do there. If, if you're Tony or how about this, how about this is an idea, Tony, listen up. I know you listen to us because yep. you, we, you tend seen... to book like weeks after we talk about something. Yep. Um, 9.99 for ROH or for 14.99 you get the pay-per-views on the day and you get all the ROH back stuff. Yeah. Or and ROH is 4.99 or for 9.99 you get ROH and AEW and for fourteen ninety nine, you get access to the ROH and the AEW pay per views. I'd pay that. I'd pay fifteen bucks a month. I'd for pay that.
1: fifteen bucks a month for that. So like I
0: AEW pay per views, ROH pay per views, all of the ROH back catalog, and the new shows as they come out. Yeah. Put Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, and Elevation all there, so that I can easily go to them and watch those shows if I want to. I don't have to go to YouTube. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I can just watch them. That'd be worth 15 bucks. Yeah.
1: And, you know, you get it, you hear a lot of people talk. Dana White, when WWE launched the uh, WWE Network, Dana White of the UFC mentioned that, of course, he wouldn't be doing that. He would not devalue his pay-per-views. Yep. WWE has made more money... In the last several years, because mm-hmm. in part because of that nine ninety nine deal that they had for WWE yeah. Network, and now as Jay just said, it's four ninety nine for Peacock,
0: mm-hmm. for the ad supported one,
1: ad $9.99 supported without nine ninety nine without, I, and you get all of the Peacock and Universal shows.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think you get the pay per views on the four ninety nine, Peacock, or do you? you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought at one time it was you had to do the 9.99 to get the the the, nope. the pay per views, but nope. hey, I, I could it, be wrong.
1: You are generating and driving people, and at 4.99, the person who's like, oh, you know, I like wrestling, but I don't like it for ten bucks a month.
0: That's less than a Starbucks.
1: Yeah, like I have it, and it's an afterthought. I don't even think about the fact that I have it mm-hmm. unless I'm like, oh, I want to watch a pay per view, or uh, you know, we were talking about a TV show that. Yeah. My my fiance and I were talking about a TV show we saw. and We're like, "Oh, this is on Peacock. We can watch it if we want it." You and, know, and
0: it's like you, that right there. It's like you said, I'm paying four ninety nine or nine ninety nine, depending, for wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I also get the entire NBC Universal library. Yep, for the most part. I mean, there's some things that they still oh, have yeah, deals of of with Netflix and things yeah. like that on. But you, you get but like. You're going to get stuff like The Office. You're going to get mm-hmm. stuff like uh, 30 Rock and, you know, those things that Friends. You know, all, all of the Chicago of stuff. stuff. What is it? Chicago Med, Chicago Fire. Met, Chicago Fire. You yeah, know, you're going to get all stuff.
1: of those stuff. You're going to get the Law and Orders.
0: Yep. Like So, I mean, all that's there. Yeah. So, you get that value added, I guess, as it were. Um,
1: Choney is... Booking for himself. Yeah. Tony is booking for the young billionaire who really loves wrestling and has yeah. all of the money in the world to spend to watch his toys wrestle.
0: And I don't even know if that's it, man. Honestly, it feels like you hit the nail on the head with the toys part because it feels like when me and my cousins back in the 80s were playing with the WWE or WWF at that time, Ring. And the Macho Man and the Hulk Hogan's and the the uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior figures that we had, and we were just making up Calvin Ball rules as we went along for wrestling. You know, uh, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth got divorced, and we had a Barbie that was Miss Elizabeth because we were all dudes. But there was a one of the one of my cousins you know, had her Barbies and everything yeah. like that. So we would steal a Barbie and that was miss Elizabeth, even though Barbies, you know, 12 inches tall and macho man is like six inches tall. Uh, you know, but we were making up our storylines and we were doing that. But every time we were playing, it was always the same story, right? Hulk Hogan and macho man were always teaming up and oh, they yeah. were fighting the undertaker and they were fighting, you know, bam, bam and all of this kind of stuff. Um, it was always the same story. Yeah. Because we were, like, six, seven, ten. Yeah. You know? That's what Tony's doing. hmm He is... He, and, and we joked about it, you know, that that, that Tony's going to his dad, and, you know, Daddy, I need new toys, Daddy. <laughs> daddy. Daddy. Right. You know, so... That's how he's booking. He's not booking, like, a, a compelling show. Yeah. I... I
1: well, I mean, you want to, let's talk about, let's, let's get a little more specific in the flaws in his booking. We talked about Jamie Hayter. Yeah. We talked about Britt Baker. Jamie Hader should have turned face three months ago.
0: Yeah. When the crowd was chanting for her over Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Who was at that time still a, a, a face that the crowd loved. Yeah. Um...
1: You react to the crowd. You turn Jamie Hader, and she gets the belt. She I mean, turns on even if she doesn't get the belt. There, you turn her on Britt Baker. Yeah, and you then not only do you now have Britt Baker as a face in your company, you have Jamie Hader.
0: Now well, we saw Jamie Hader speak today. Speak this week. Ooh. that was rough. I mean, that what, was rough. What you do is but, you book. You book Jamie. Jamie loses that first time. She turns face. Britt's a heel. Both of them are going after the belt. And you can create a good story of Jamie and Britt, the best friends, you know, here, uh, trying to... Who's going to be the number one contender to Tony's belt? Yeah. And eventually you have Hater get her win over Brit. Mm-hmm. Rebel tries to interfere. And Rebel's... Attempted interference is what lets Jamie win, right? And then you have Jamie versus Tony. Jamie wins without the interference. Tony puts up a very good fight. So Tony still stays strong in her loss, which she's lost. Where's Tony Storm? Uh, We haven't seen her since the loss. So what did it matter that she took eight, uh, you know, stomps to the concrete on the outside to lose. Yeah. We haven't seen her. Mm -hmm. So keeping her strong did not matter at all. All you did was devalue your champ.
1: WWE did a does such does a much better job with their women's division. Let's let's go back and we'll talk about the triple threat match with Becky. She was dominating in a match with Alexa Bliss and uh, was it Nikki Cross Mm -hmm. so you have those three all of them former champions yeah now Nikki didn't have the greatest reign but that was due to booking and not her fault right all of them former champions all of them very good wrestlers in their own right Mm -hmm. and Becky is heads and tails above everybody else. Yeah. But you know that uh, Alexa can pull out a win from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And if you've watched NXT in the past, you know what this Nikki Cross is capable of. Yeah. So you have damage control come in. Mm -hmm. It takes Becky going through an entire match. Damage control coming in at the end and putting her through a table Mm -hmm. to keep her down. That allows Alexa to get the win. That keeps Becky strong. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, we're going to see Becky next week. And she's probably going to destroy one of the people in damage control. Probably, yeah. You know.
0: Because they kept her strong here in her loss, So we can see her continue to be strong.
1: Remember, she's feuding with Bailey. Yeah. Like this is a Bailey feud with uh you you have the rest of damage control.
0: Wait wait wait. So so we have a feud, a women's wrestling feud. Yes. It's involving multiple women. Yes. In two kind of separate storylines, but they're kind of interacting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. No way. You can do that. Mm-hmm. No. Did someone like, does, does Tony know that? Has I someone don't think told so. Him?
1: I don't think so, because, and we've said it before, I don't think Tony likes women's wrestling. I don't think he does. I think Tony views women's wrestling as the 2000s era divas. Tony uh, views
0: women's wrestling as the fact that this is something I have to have, otherwise I'm going to get canceled, Yeah, to use that term. I, I don't like to use it, but for lack of a better point there. Um, so... I have to have this women's wrestling, and I've got to give them at least lip service. Yeah. Sometimes. And his roster of women's wrestlers is way too stacked for that. Yeah. Just saying.
1: You have Mercedes circling outside, and that's Sasha Banks. Mm Mm-hmm. She's going to New Japan,
0: I think, is what I, I, saw, I think they like She's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom.
1: She's she's supposed to appear at Wrestle Kingdom, whether she signed with them or just making an appearance. I don't know. But she is circling outside of all of the companies
0: right now. If I was a, a, a women's wrestler right now, unless AEW backed up with a truckload of money, I'm not signing with them.
1: No. No.
0: I don't care who... I don't care who I was in WWE, um, how misused I thought my character was, how my cre- how bad my creative was, unless Tony comes at me with a large check, nah, I'll I'll go to Impact, I'll go to New Japan Stardom, something like that. I mean, I'm not going if
1: to AEW. if I'm a, if I'm if I'm a woman in professional wrestling right now, and AEW wants to sign me my contract, if I even am considering it. One, Tony wouldn't consider signing this contract. No. He would not consider offering this contract, but my contract would stipulate that I will be on Dynamite at least three times a month, and I will get at least 15 minutes on the show, 10 of those in the ring. And, you know, like... And he would never consider signing that. And also it would stipulate time on Rampage. It It would stipulate it's not even that,
0: you know. It's not even that. I could handle if you know we don't see Ruby every week. We don't see Jamie every week. We don't see Tony every week. We don't see these women every week. You could you could have an A line and a B line. And you can have the A-line running on the first week and the third week and the B-line on the second week and the fourth week, right? So every couple of weeks, at least, I'm seeing my favorites. I'm seeing Ruby. I'm seeing Athena. I'm seeing, you know, mm-hmm. on, on this week's set. And then on the next week's set, I'm seeing Jamie. I'm seeing Tony. I'm seeing Ty. You know, those, right? But that's not what they're doing. And, and, and I'd be okay with that in the men's division, too. I mean, let's be fair here. I don't need to see Jericho every week. Let's go back to how we were booking AEW all the way back at the beginning. You know, or, or think about Miro all the way back at the beginning. We didn't see Miro every week, but we saw him a couple times a month. Yeah. And that was fine. Miro hadn't been on TV now in like seven months. Mm-hmm. Granted, part of that he was hurt. But he's been cleared for months now. They just don't have creative for him. They got don't have creative for him. How do you not have creative for Miro? Yeah. I don't get it. Even when he had the the horrible
1: video game gimmick.
0: Yeah. like And is it so much that they don't have creative for him? Or is it Tony wants to focus on Chris Jericho? Tony wants to focus on that... As opposed to the people that we want to see.
1: He, he wants to focus on sports entertainers. Because,
0: yeah. Because I like Jericho, right? Jericho, 100%, I mean, Jericho is a goat. He is. Uh, you cannot argue But his legacy. AEW is quickly becoming NWO WCW.
1: Hmm.
0: I, I really don't care about staying anymore. I really don't care about Jericho anymore. Like, these guys should be special attractions. These guys should be they're on the pay per views. Because they're I mean, their pay per views are five hours long. Yeah. We can afford to have a Jericho match. We can afford to have a Sting match. I don't necessarily need to see them weekly. I want to see the the younger talent, as it were. And I know Miro's not exactly a younger talent, but
1: G- Miro is of the
0: age that he
1: could be a top heel in the company used to establish you move Jericho
0: you move Sting you move them out you move your Miro's your even Moxley for that matter he's already at the top of the card but you get what I Mm. mean there you put them in that top of the card position and then you have your your Darby's, your MJF. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's got the belt right now, but I mean, you you have Malachi Black, who should be at the top of the card. He should be at top of the card heel, you know. Yeah, he should be at top of the card heel with Brody and Buddy Marth- Matthews in that up and coming role, mm-hmm. right? Same way you have Moxley and Claudio at the top of the card with Wheeler in that up and coming role. Yeah but there's no space at the top for Jericho anymore. Mm-mm. I would even argue this whole seven-match thing between the Lucha Brothers and or Death Triangle and the Elite, I don't need that. I, I mean, those six bit men put on fantastic matches, but I don't need 20 to 30 minutes of every Dynamite taken up yeah. by it. They could have done best of five if they wanted to, and it would have been just as good. It, yeah. Um, I don't need it. And it's it's drawing away from, well, we just don't have creative plans for Miro. We don't have mm-hmm. creative plans for Kip Sabian. We don't have creative plans for insert wrestler that got signed here that we were stoked about. We saw them for three weeks in a row, and then they have been shuffled off to obscurity. Yeah. Um, men or women. Because the elite is stroking their ego.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because Jericho is stroking his ego.
1: Jericho, Jericho is being used as if he's still 30 years old mm-hmm. and at the top of the card. And And while he deserves a place at the top of the card, like you said, he should be a special attraction. The Jericho Appreciation Society should not be about Jericho. It should be about elevating Sammy Guevara.
0: It should be about Sammy. It should be about Garcia.
1: Yeah, those two Uh, guys. It should be
0: about 2.0. I mean, true is true there. Yeah. Whether they're a comedy act, whether they're, you know, it could be about them, though, is what I'm saying. They could do something with them.
1: They should be using Jericho's credibility... Mm-hmm. To elevate
0: the other people in that group. And what's happening, and, and I can't believe Jericho hasn't seen this. Because he's made this comment when he talked about his early career in WCW mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, if you weren't part of NWO, you weren't getting play, you weren't getting on TV, uh, you know, you were you were used as enhancement talent at best, you know, that kind of stuff. I can't I can't understand how Jericho doesn't see that having two Jericho appreciation society segments on a two hour show that eats up 30 minutes, you know, eats up a quarter of the show is not hurting AR Fox is not hurting top flight is not hurting the entire women's division. Yeah. Um, I can't see how he doesn't see that and doesn't go to Tony and be like, look, man, I don't, I don't need 30 minutes.
1: I I would say that he sees it. And doesn't care. And that he recognizes that he's being a hypocrite, but he's got bills to pay. Fair, I guess. And he's going to take care of himself first.
0: Fair, I guess. I that that and and that
1: is just my speculation. But once again, I don't I I agree with you. There's no way he's not recognizing that. Mm -hmm. There's no way he doesn't recognize that. There's no way that when he talks to some of his friends in the industry that are watching from home, they're not saying, dude, this is WCW. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing?
0: Because really, AEW is quickly becoming WCW. And not the good way. Originally, it was WCW in the best way. It was 83 weeks WCW. It was 83 weeks WCW. It was, we are taking on the Fed. Mm Mm-hmm. And we are going to beat them. And I never really believed that AEW would come close to eclipsing Raw or SmackDown. It's just not going to happen. But there was still that little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. There was still that, uh, could they do this? Could maybe, they pull it off? Maybe. Um, Now, they're TNA.
1: No, TNA's better. They know how to use their women's division.
0: Well, Impact currently is, but what I, what I would say that, though, is AEW is currently, to me, circling that that early TNA when you had Samoa Joe and you had AJ Styles and you had Chris Daniels and you had the Machine Guns, you know, you had all those, those guys putting on hella matches. TNA was never going to take down WWE, but it was a very good alternative. Yeah. And I think that's where AEW's at now. AEW will not take down WWE. It ain't gonna happen. I
1: yeah, you're right. It's not, you know, um, maybe if Vince was still in charge at WWE, yeah, maybe because Vince was still in charge. Vince had so much ill will. He had mm-hmm. he had destroyed all of the credibility he'd yep. built up over the last forty years.
0: So but be, with Triple H yeah, taking Triple H over in charge?
1: And Triple
0: H being as successful as he is. With Triple H in charge and as successful as he is, and having the knowledge in the back that he is apparently willing to listen to. I mean, Trips is a, is a, a veteran anyway, mm-hmm. but he's got people that are older than him, that have been in the business longer than him, that he is apparently he's listening to them and he's also pushing back on their Jim Cornette ideas. Yeah. And look at what WWE's done in the past six months.
1: You know, right? You, you look, yeah. They they let um, they let Jeff Jarrett go. Has mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett ever really been like? He got TNA. He was kind of heading TNA for a while.
0: Jeff Jarrett has it, been a cancer to everything he's worked in.
1: Yeah. You know, even with TNA, he being at the top of the card, I, w- I would argue held TNA down.
0: Jeff Jarrett's career is uh. a is a direct story on him. Mm. He thinks he is way more important than he is. He is a mid Carter at best. Upper mid card. Upper mid card, but mid card. Jobber to the star. Jobber to the to the top card, he's, right? He's
1: the guy you put on he's, he's the guy
0: that wins the Intercontinental title but loses to Macho Man and Hogan I, and I Savage would even argue, and Undertaker and 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 I would
1: and, I would even argue that he's the guy you can put the world title on occasionally. As a
0: transition?
1: Just to transition it to somebody else. He could be.
0: Um, but Jarrett left WWE and created his own company where he could be the boss. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really work that until work. he was out of the picture. Yeah. Then he created another company where he could be the boss and got bought by his old company. <laughs> Yeah. Then now he's in AEW. And here's the thing. They made a big deal about, about Jeff Jarrett, right? Mm-hmm. Super big deal. Jeff Jarrett's here. He's in AEW. Oh my God. Where's he been for the last two to three weeks? Uh, nowhere to be seen. So you made this big deal about him coming on and, and weird ass fake sting who was a member of the factory that no one gave any cares about. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because Tony doesn't know how to do talent. But it, it, back to the point that I was making, you, you, Jeff Jarrett steps out. They bring back in uh, Brian James. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, sure, whatever. I think he's kind of stuck in a rut sometimes. Yeah, but maybe he helps spark ideas for Triple H. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm there for that. Now WWE is bringing back William Regal. Yeah. In a backstage role. And what Regal has done very successfully for the last 10 years is go out to the independent circuits, mm-hmm. watch people wrestle and say that e- one. you bring them to NXT where they then get to work with Bloom and the other guys yeah. down there. Shawn Michaels now uh, and, Tyler Breeze is down there. Yeah, they get to work with those guys. And then they step up and you end up with Tyler Black becoming Seth Rollins. You end up with Dean Ambrose, who criminally misused by WWE, but Regal
0: sits there and says, you. That guy. Yep. Well, speaking of Regal, um, Regal's done an AEW.
1: Yep.
0: You know, I feel we need to hit on that. Regal's finished yeah. in AEW; he's done, um, which is weird. You know, some people were speculating like contract expired, but he only came in in March. It uh, appears
1: that he had an out, and that he approached he approached uh, Tony about it. Well, he, he he originally approached the chief legal officer uh, Megra. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't remember M- her M- last Pares name or I think I, was her I, last name. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Um, she he approached her and was saying, "Hey, I would rather you not take this option. I would rather you let me go." And then he called Tony.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, like Tony's mom has been going yeah. through some medical issues. Look, as as much
1: as we we want to to hate on Tony for the way he books things,
0: Tony seems like a good dude.
1: He does seem like a like, good dude. Like,
0: let's go ahead and put that right there. Yeah. Right, we can hate on Tony for being a booker. We can hate on Tony for how he he plays with his toys, as it were. Mm. Tony seems like a good dude. Yeah. You know, there have been several AEW stars that have been released. They're like, yeah, we never heard anything and that's fine. But there's also been quite a few that have gone to him and said, Hey, I need this. And he's just been like, cool. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Ka-
1: Camaroto or, or, Nick uh, whose sister-in-law. No, no,
0: no, no, no. That was, uh, that uh, was the Italian dude. Uh, um, uh,
1: but it, there was the one guy, the, the South American guy, and, I, and I'm sorry, I do not remember yes, his name. He,
0: not Italian, I'm um, sorry, Brazilian. Yeah, um, his
1: his sister-in-law or his sister, one of the two, was his, dying. His
0: sister-in-law was dying of cancer. And
1: the could get treatment in the U.S. that is not available in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Tony sent the Jaguars legal team. Yep. Which I'm sure was more of a power move than anything else sure because they're gonna reach out and get the actual immigration lawyers that can do this but he got it accomplished so she was able so to come get treated come
0: to the US and get treated uh,
1: and, and yes that there is a bit of a publicity stunt there maybe even more than a, bl- a, a bit but he still did it mm-hmm. he still really? did it Elon Musk who is the richest man in the world Ugh. doesn't do that kind of stuff no
0: But Tony did that. So Tony did. Tony's Tony, when uh, Kylie Ray was having some serious mental problems, uh, and she had signed a long term deal. Tony Mm -hmm. told her, You're released.
1: Yeah. Let her Uh, go.
0: Here recently, Alistair Black, you know, he said he didn't want to be released, but he needed to take some time away. And Tony was like, Cool, take some time away. Yeah. Um, So his mom's apparently been having some problems. Uh, Apparently, she's had a couple strokes. Regal went and talked to him Mm -hmm. and, you know, basically the point was Regal talking about the fact of the health issues he's had. Mm -hmm. His son, we've said it is in NXT. Yep. And, you know, when he talked to Tony, he's like, I want to be with my son. I don't know how much longer I've got, you know, that kind of stuff. And Tony was like, cool. I don't blame you. Yeah. And released him. So with no, no compete. So he could go right, right. back to WWE.
1: Yeah. And, and um, props to Tony for that, because we've talked about it. The fact like, that William Regal is still alive is a miracle and a half.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is like, I understand contract work, obviously yeah. you sign a contract. We're going to be here for this long. You're going to get paid this much money. But at the end of the day, as humans, mm-hmm. right. All of us seem to, Enshrine, as we should, our personal freedoms, right? Our, 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 our freedom to have our own opinions, our freedom to do what we want to do within legal bounds, right? Yeah. As a person who just works a, a nine to five, it is, it is wild to me to think that if I went in tomorrow and told my boss, Hey man, I want to quit. My boss would be like, you got to stay for at least six more months. Yeah. Like that's wild. Why would I do that? Okay, I'll stay for six more months, and I'm going to be the shittiest worker ever because I right? don't want to be here. Yeah. You know? I, I don't get the whole the whole contract disputes, all that, football, any of that. If they really go up to you and say, I don't want to be here, I don't get why those teams don't go. And, and I guess part of, you know, trade value and all that kind of stuff, really, but... I don't get why well, that team wouldn't go. You know what, man? Cool. You're released.
1: But th- that's where non-competes come in. Yeah, and, 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 you put the and to a certain extent, in. to a certain extent, you put non-competes in there and you say, "Look, I get it. You don't want to be here, you don't want to be you're in AW, That's fine. That's that's fine. we are releasing you you, Thank you can go
0: somewhere else in 90 days.
1: Thank you for coming. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't let you just walk, you can't just walk across in. the street. You can't
0: you can't outsiders me. You can't, you can't Lex Luger me, you know.
1: Can't Medusa me. Can't Medusa me. Can't Medusa me. You can't, me. You can't show up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: uh You can't show up on my show and their show on the same night. You can't Rick Rude me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rick Rude, you know. You, you can't do it. You have to sit out for the next ninety days, what or sixty days, whatever it is that you determine in your non compete. Or you're gonna lose X, Y, and Z. Props to to AEW, props to Tony Khan for doing the right thing here with William Regal and allowing him to go back to work where he wants to work, yep. where his son is, mm-hmm. and allowing him to spend this time with his son. Because let's face it, William Regal's probably not long for this world.
0: Well, even if he is even if he's long for the world, he's not long for continuing to be in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Cause before he goes down, he's going to be, it's going to get to the point where it's just like, I can't do the travel. I can't get out there. I can't do this. I'm just going to have to retire to my, my mansion and relax (laughs) for the last couple of years. That type of thing. And that's very morbid, but it is true. Um, but yeah. But I'm I'm glad he got to go back to, to home as it were. Mm-hmm. Um you know he also he talked about the fact of you know actually being able to use William Regal in AEW because WWE owns that. Yeah. WWE owned the trademark for William Regal. Uh you know, he was Steven Regal in WCW. He was fully prepared to have to use that in AEW. And WWE was like, nah, you're good so
1: I would love to see WWE, and, and this will never happen because of wwe's merchandising and all that but I would love to see wwes be like look you wrestle for us for five ten years whatever it is you get to keep your name mm-hmm. like if I'm it's like a, the gold watch if i'm <laughs> if I'm a professional wrestler my as I'm winding my career with a company down mm-hmm. I'm gonna be looking to put in the contract that I owned the name, even if they get to keep merchandising rights for, you know, I get to own my name at, when I leave the company mm-hmm. because in a performance world like this, your name is everything. Yeah. And yes, you
0: have some people, John Moxley. People are going to see Christian. They're not going to see what's his name. Jason. Uh, I forget his, I last forget name. his last
1: name, but yeah. Um, yeah. There, but you you have guys like John Moxley who are able to transition mm-hmm. out of Dean Ambrose back to John Moxley. That is due to some having his his following that he had before WWE, mm-hmm. and AEW appearing and him being able to just be like, yeah, okay.
0: So, like, well, look at look at uh, uh, A J Styles when he came in. He came in as A J Styles. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Because he had built up his name in TNA in New Japan.
0: Yep. Uh, look at Cody. Cody. Mm. Cody's the most recent example, right? Cody built up the name Cody Rhodes in WWE. Let's not get that twisted. When he left, WWE owned the Cody Rhodes part. That's why he became Cody. And it was always uh, Cody being accompanied to the ring with Brandy Rhodes, right?
1: Now, now, to be fair...
0: But... When he came back to WWE, he got to come back with adrenaline. Mm-hmm. He get, he came back with with his AEW look. He came back with the Homelander coat. He came back. In fact, the first time he came back, he came out of the floor because the camera was messed up, and <laughs> you know, um, and he came back with the. There's more than one royal family in professional wrestling, you know. So yes, there is. We we understand that
1: Cody. Uh, go away
0: <laughs> right um so he got to come back with that though yeah I, I don't know I, I feel like I, I understand marketing I understand the wwe owns the the phrase the big e name right mm-hmm. which is why he got kind of in trouble with cameo hey well, you're using our intellectual property to do this blah 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 um I get it from a business sense. Mm-hmm. From a personal sense, I don't know. It just seems it seems shady.
1: Well, even even from a business sense, man, give them their names.
0: At least you, give it to them when they get ready to. When they like you said, after ten years, yeah. Like, you don't know, come but, in and work for me for five years and expect me to give you this name so you can go to a competitor and be big. Ah, you put in ten years. You put in half your career. Yeah, here. We'll give you your name. We'll
1: give you the name, and it, it, we'll hang on to merchandising, po- a and, portion of the merchandise. Yeah, whatever it is, you
0: own the fr- you own the name Big E, and you split merchandising with us
1: 50-50. Yeah, something along those lines. Like that is something that I think should happen. Uh, I think as we kind of wrap things up here, it's it's probably time for us to just wrap it up and quit yeah. pontificating, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't think there's really anything else that we need to talk about this week. We're going to get more death triangle versus the elite Yeah, uh, this week. So yay for that. Uh, once again, just a reminder, as we approach the holidays, we, we might disappear off the air again. Uh, don't know what that looks like for either of us as we, Come into celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa. All that all we the, may all be off for stuff.
0: a couple weeks, but who knows? We'll
1: we'll let you know. Uh, join us on Facebook.
0: We'll definitely be off, I would think, Christmas, because Christmas is on a Sunday. Christmas
1: is on a Sunday, and As I'm not planning on coming. Day. I'm not uh, planning on coming it? up here and, and recording. Uh, but with that being said, we do need to say a big thank you to McNarp Gaming here in Goshe, Mississippi. Uh, for allowing us to use this space. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate it a lot. Come out and check out McNarbs. They have all of the RPGs that you could want or imagine. Uh, D&D, why you can still get D&D in book form. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Until they ruin it. Yeah. Like video games.
1: Come in and and check out if you're into um, the wargaming hobby. They have all of that. Warhammer 40k, um, age of Sigmar, Sigmar.
0: Legion, all that. Yeah. They,
1: they, all of that. If you just want to pick up a board game, come check them out. They do RPG nights, Wednesday nights. People are up here playing RPGs on Thursday nights. Our friend who just did the run in a little while ago, Jay usually is running a game. Uh, and it's a different game every week usually. So come check them out and join in and play a game, build up some friendships, and have a good time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And while you're here in town, you can go buy uh, Big Dog Liquor. Grab yourself a bottle of something tasty. Uh, you know, we've got whiskeys, vodkas, rums, tequilas, you name it. It's probably down there. Mm-hmm. If not, there's a good chance you can order it for you. Yep. Uh, if you're a wine person, huge wine selection with discounts on ordering cases at a time. Uh, plus military and, uh, senior citizens get discounts. And I think Mm -hmm. on Wednesday you can stack them. There you go. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so catch yourself something good to drink, catch yourself a board game, listen to us. But when you're done listening to us,
1: head on over and listen to our friends, travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. they do all sorts of stuff. I think this coming episode they're going to be doing a review of that brand new movie Casablanca, yeah. um, which is not a new movie in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, it's one but, of those. A couple of episodes ago, they did a top five movies that yep. Ethan should see. Who's their their little baby that, <laughs> that's on their show? Um, and Casablanca one. So yeah,
1: so they they are watching that, and they're gonna get you're gonna get to hear Ethan's thoughts of what is absolutely a classic movie. They do top five rankings all the time. They've done top five rankings that we've appeared on. So go check out Travelers on the Omnibus, and when you're done listening to them...
0: Uh, Jody on Travelers, he has his own podcast called Fearology, where he talks about horror movies uh, and his, his kind of relationship with them. He also puts up some experimental uh, music and things like that on there. Uh, I believe his last episode was on... Uh, the differences between the two versions of Suspira, uh, the old Italian version and the newer uh, Hollywood style version. So,
1: And if movies are your thing, check out our friends over at silence your cell phones. They have a live stream on YouTube. I believe every Thursday night, Wednesday or Thursdays, uh, check them out. They do movies, reviews, uh, streaming, streamable t- television shows, all of that kind of stuff. They're going to review. They're going to talk about it it's going to be a great time for everybody so give them a listen
0: yep and with all that said i believe that's it for us for this week it is we should probably see you next week i assume yeah
1: i think we'll see you next week after that
0: after that we don't know
1: probably not till the new year but we'll see we maybe we'll do a uh, special or something yep so well, cheers anyway,
0: cheers